This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. I'm Chris, and that is the sound of Chad not being here. That's right, our friend Chad this week had a few things come up, and not to mention he also is a little bit under the weather, so his voice sounds like a thousand-year-old hag that smokes a pack a day. So he's unable to join us tonight on this episode, but... Instead of canceling the show, I decided, hey, let's go ahead, St. Patrick's Day, and since Chad's not here to say something about me being German, I can go ahead and celebrate my Irish heritage with a show all by myself, although shortened, if you will, about one of my favorite Irish cryptids, if you want to call it that. So, no news tonight, since there's no one to run to the Pair-O News Desk. We will go right ahead with our story. But now, just so everybody knows, I've went back and pulled a few sound clips of Chad from old shows to insert in strategic positions during the show, so you still get the feel that Chad's here in the Pong Studios recording tonight with me. (laughs) Oh, praise the saints! So, let's go right ahead into a little bit of Irish legend. Before we begin... Let's set the mood. Ah, there we go. I guess the first thing you think when you think of Irish and legends or mythology is the wee little fairies and leprechauns. But, you know, everybody knows fairies and leprechauns. You might even know a little bit about the Banshee. But one of my favorite Irish entities, let's call it that, is one that I don't believe many people actually really know about. It's the Doolahan. This actually comes from Doolahan.com, believe it or not. So, let's learn all about the Doolahan. Lighting a candle whenever you're ready, sir. The Doolahan is one of the most spectacular creatures in the Irish fairy realm, and one which is particularly active in the more remote parts of County Sligo and Down. Around midnight on certain Irish festivals or feast days, this wild and black-robed horseman may be observed riding a dark and snorting steed across the countryside. Uh Uh-oh. 
W.J. Fitzpatrick, a storyteller from the Mourn Mountains in County Down, recounts the following. Normally, Chad or I would read this with, you know, a very horrible, horrible accent of some type. Exactly. But I'm going to forego the accent for tonight and just read it plain for everyone's enjoyment. <laughs> I seen the Doolahan myself, stopping on the brow of the hill between Bryansford and Money Scalp late one evening, just as the sun was setting. It was completely headless, but it held up its own head in its hand, and I heard it call out a name. Wow. I put my hand across my ears in case the name was my own, so I couldn't hear what it said. When I looked again, it was gone. But shortly afterwards, there was a bad car accident on that very hill, and a young man was killed. It had been his name that the Doolahan was calling. Doolahans are headless. Although the Doolahan has no head upon its shoulders, he carries it with him, either on the saddle brow of his horse or upraised in his right hand. The hell you say? The head is the color and texture of stale dough or moldy cheese and quite smooth. A hideous, idiotic grin splits the face from ear to ear, and the eyes, which are small and black, dart about like malignant flies. The entire head glows with the phosphorescence of decaying matter, and the creature may use it as a lantern to guide its way along the darkened laneways of the Irish countryside. Wherever the Doolahan stops, a mortal dies. It's true. That's right, Chad. Thank you. Okay. The Doolahan is possessed of supernatural sight. By holding his severed head aloft, he can see for vast distances across the countryside, even on the darkest night. Using this power, he can spy the house of a dying person no matter where it lies. Those who watch from their windows to see him pass are rewarded for their pains by having a basin of blood thrown in their faces or by being struck blind in one eye. So, even if you see him, but he's not calling your name, you're still getting a little something special from the Doolahan. The Doolahan is usually mounted on a black steed, which thunders through the night. He uses a human spine as a whip, kind of like Predator. <laughs> the horse sends out sparks and flames from its nostrils as it charges forth. In some parts of the country, such as County Tyrone, the Doolahan drives a black coach known as the Coachabower, from the Irish Coist Bodar. And I apologize to all Irish people or anyone who knows or speaks Gaelic. I'm sorry. Coist Bodar means deaf or silent coach. This is drawn by six black horses and travels so fast that the friction created by its movement often sets on fire the bushes along the sides of the road. The hell you say? No, chat, chat, no. You, you already said that. Oh. But thank you. All gates fly open to let the rider and coach through, no matter how firmly they are locked. So no one is truly safe from the attentions of this fairy. Oh no. This fairy also has a limited power of speech. Its disembodied head is permitted to speak just once on each journey it undertakes, and then has only the ability to call the name of the person whose death it heralds. A Doolahan will stop its snorting horse before the door of a house and shout the name of the person about to die, drawing forth the soul at the call. He may also stop at the very spot where a person will die. On nights of Irish feast days, it is advisable to stay at home with the curtains drawn, particularly around the end of August or early September when the festival of Crom Dove reputedly took place. If you have to be abroad at this time, be sure to keep some gold object 
close to hand. The origins of the Dullahan are not known for certain, but he is thought to be the embodiment of the ancient Celtic god Krom Dob, or Black Krom. Krom Dob was worshipped by the prehistoric king Tigermas, who ruled in Ireland about 1500 years ago and who legitimized human sacrifices to heathen idols. Being a fertility god, Krom Dov demanded human lives each year, the most favored method of sacrifice being decapitation. There you go. I, I know, right, Chad? The worship of Krom continued in Ireland until the 6th century, when Christian missionaries arrived in Scotland, along with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Are you high? They denounced all such worship, and under their influence, the old sacrificial religions of Ireland began to lose favor. Nonetheless, Krom Dov was not to be denied his annual quota of souls and took on a physical form which became known as the Dullahan, or Far Daroka, meaning Dark Man, the tangible embodiment of death. Unlike the Banshee, the Dullahan does not pursue specific families, and its call is a summoning of the soul of a dying person rather than a death warning. There is no real defense against the Dullahan because he is death's herald. Sort of like the Silver Surfer is Galactus's uh, herald, I believe is how that works. However, an artifact made of gold may frighten him away, for Dullahans appear to have an irrational fear of this precious metal. Even a small amount of gold may suffice to drive them off, as the following account from County Galway relates. A man was on his way home one night between Roundstone and Ballyconnolly. It was just getting dark, and all of a sudden, he heard the sound of horses' hooves pounding along the road behind him. Looking around, he saw the Dullahan on his charger, hurtling toward him at fair speed. With a loud shout, he made to run, but the thing came on after him, gaining on him all the time. In truth, it would have overtaken him and carried him away had he not dropped a gold-headed pin from the folds of his shirt on the road behind him. There was a roar in the air above him, and, when he looked again, the Dullahan was gone. So, there you are. One of the lesser-known legends of Ireland, and what a week to do it, here right before St. Patrick's Day. That's right, you're still trying to say you're Irish, aren't you? So, in this abbreviated version of Paranormal Guys, I will let you know that we will be back next week with a show. Hopefully by then, Chad is back in health and can get everything going. Until then, go to paronormalguys.com, and that's where you can listen to the show and all manner of other things. And a few little tidbits, we did get our YouTube channel completely updated, so it's there. Just go to YouTube and search for Pair O Normal Guys, and you'll find us right there. As a little favor to Chad and myself, if you listen to us on iTunes or Stitcher or any other site that allows this, go ahead and give us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Oh, and, and by the way, Chad Chad would get very angry at me if I forgot this. Email us some listener stories. Exactly. Hey, and you can also find us, by the way, over at Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash guys. Chad likes to update that all the time with some cool little stories and tidbits from around the web and the world of the weird. So that's fun for everybody. And while you're there at Pair O Normal Guys, go ahead and head on over to William Blanchard's Facebook page. He's the gentleman that supplies the music for Pair O Normal Guys, and he can be found at facebook.com slash William Blanchard Soundtrack. Musical genius. 
Yes. Yes, he is, Chad. So, never fear. Paranormal Guys will return next week with a full show. Until then, have a half a pair of normal weeks. Showed up and said, Flush the damn thing, I don't want to save it. <laughs> oh, he'll be gone to hell.